Hi, I'm John Narrell, and welcome to the Mid-Career GPS Podcast. If you're feeling stuck in your career and overwhelmed by what steps to take, I can help you. As an executive and career transition coach, I help my clients prepare, position, and promote who they are and what they do to show up and find a job they love or love the job they have. It's time to start building your mid-career GPS. So let's get started. Hello, my friends. Welcome back to the podcast. I hope you're doing well. And I want to thank you for spending a little bit of time with me today, because in today's episode, I am going to talk with you about some tips for your upcoming performance appraisal. Now, last week, I hosted a webinar called Four Tips to Help You Plan for Your Next Performance Appraisal. It was a way too long title, but you get the point. But the whole thing was there was so much that came out after that episode. And there were some great questions during the webinar that I wanted to turn on the mic today and spend a little time with you, really helping you prepare for whatever your next check-in meeting, performance appraisal meeting, anything like that that you have coming up. Because the questions that I'm going to give you today are questions that are useful at any time. And some of these are actually coaching questions that I use with my clients that when I was being formally evaluated by organizations, I found them to be so helpful to help me have a much more engaging and better conversation with my boss, but also as a manager, as someone who had direct reports, who led a team of 28 people, These were great questions for me to ask my team at any time. So as we get started today, I want you just to spend a couple of seconds here, just getting really clear about what feelings or emotions are coming up for you around your upcoming performance appraisal. Are you excited? Are you optimistic that you're going to be promoted? Are you looking forward to a really good raise? Are you excited to share some things that you've done really well? Or are you a little bit hesitant or, for the lack of a better word, fearful that you are going into a conversation where the feedback feedback may not be optimal? You might be a little hesitant or worried that you might be going on a performance improvement plan, or you haven't done your best work over the past year. Maybe you're struggling with working remotely during the pandemic. Whatever those things are, I just want you to be really clear about what emotions are coming up for you right now, because those thoughts and those emotions are going to help drive the actions and the results that you are going to be taking because of them. Now. You have access to listen and watch to last week's webinar. All you need to do is go to johnnarrell.com forward slash webinar. All the webinars are going to be listed under the services tab on my homepage. You have access to watch that at any point in time that you want. It's also available on my YouTube channel. Honestly, I don't do a whole lot on there anymore. 
but I did upload it to the YouTube channel. My YouTube channel is John Narrow Coaching LLC. You can find it there. You can also just search performance appraisal, John Narrow, and the video will pop up. So lots of ways for you to go take a look at it. And I really invite you to do that because there were some great tips and questions and insights that came from that entire webinar. Um, Obviously, it's a different energy when you're not there live. And sometimes it's just not optimal for you to attend live, which is why I just wanted to make this available to you. But this podcast is really going to extend on that webinar. So if you haven't had a chance, johnnarrell.com slash webinar, take a look at that. Let me know what you think. So as I mentioned, your performance appraisals come with a lot of emotion behind them. But one of the things that is so important to remember is that this is not a one-way conversation. Yes, your organization has provided your manager with some protocol or structure on how to facilitate the meeting, but it is so important to remember that this is a two-way street. They're talking about your performance. It is an opportunity for you to engage with them around your performance. And with that, one of the things you must focus on is what evidence do you have that defines the success or the challenges you had over the past year? So one of the questions you may want to ask your boss is, what, if, what did you see as my biggest achievement? You will know if you are on the same page with them based on how they answer that question. When you listen, you will find out what was noteworthy for them. What was it about your work that they recalled that stood out for them? Do yourself a favor and them as well, don't expect that they are going to have a laundry list of every little thing that you've done. They have a job. They're busy too. Part of their job, yes, is to manage you, but it is not to be noting down every single little thing you did. But it is a good gauge that if you and your manager are on the same page regarding what's been your biggest achievement, your biggest accomplishment, your greatest result, you're aligned. You are aligned around how well your performance is and how you are measuring it. One of the other things to be really careful of here is the verb that you use and they use to describe your performance. It's part of our culture and our relaxed language that when we say something like, I think you're really good at communicating with people on the team, our brain wants to take us to a place where we say, oh, yeah, they know that we're good at that. But it also takes us to a place of doubt. When we're seeking evidence, we need to have the facts. There was a part in the webinar I talked about facts versus fake. You need to have the facts. So when we say things like, I know I've done this, I know I've seen you do this, the difference between think and know is huge. And when we say that we know something, we know it from a place of evidence. 
be it personal observation, maybe some secondary information that came maybe from an executive or another leader within the organization. But the results are so important. Ask the questions around your results. Results matter. And if you're leading a project and you're under budget and you delivered early, those are some pretty incredible results. If, if you're an educator, let's say, and, and as many of you know, that was, that was part of my background. When it came time for state testing, you saw how well your students did in regards to the state objectives. Those are the things that we want to focus on. What are the results? And when you're talking about results, another question that you can be asking is, what's one thing you would like me to work on? One of the biggest peeves, it's happened to me, I'm willing to bet it's happened to a lot of you listening, that you go into this kind of meeting and you're looking for feedback, you're hungry, you want something to latch onto that you can take and run with and work and develop. And your boss looks at you and says, you're doing a great job. Keep doing what you're doing. It's nice on some level, but it is also a little deflating. I remember I had a boss say that to me one time and my thought was, that's the best you've got for me? Like, did you dial this conversation in? That's where we have to be careful here. Because one thing that you want to work on or your boss tells you to work on also has to be grounded in evidence as well. They've seen, they've heard, they've observed, they've watched, whatever that is. But we want something specific that you have a tangible growth target that you are going to work on in the following year. I see this a lot with my clients who are very actively pursuing a promotion within their organization. And of course, one of the most frustrating things that we have all heard at some point in our career is, well, you just need a little bit more time. Well, then what do I need to work on? What do I need to be focusing on so that when the quote unquote time comes that you believe I am promotionally worthy and ready for that promotion, that I've done all of the things, I've demonstrated the competencies and the job position that's going to make it a very easy decision for you to promote me. And that question alone can also be a little difficult for people to ask. Imagine walking into your performance appraisal meeting and when your boss says to you, what questions do you have? And your response is, how promotable am I? What do I need to do to get promoted? I'm very interested in staying in the company. I love what we do here. I love the work that I get to do each day, but I'm ready to grow. I want to grow a little bit more. And I'm looking at what that next advancement is. So what do I need to do to get promoted? There is a piece to that answer I want you to listen very, very carefully to. Not all bosses are great at answering that question. And so with that, I want you to give them just a little bit of grace. 
sometimes they might need to gather their thoughts a little bit, do a little recon, figure out what the tone or the tenor is around your brand within the organization. Because usually those decisions are not made in isolation. There's usually a group of people who will come to the table and recommend people for promotion. So if they're not able to give you an answer right away, have the follow-up. Schedule the follow-up at the end of the meeting as to when you can come back and revisit the answer to that question. Performance appraisal meetings are never gotcha moments. Meaning, as an employee, you should never come to a performance appraisal meeting surprised by anything that is discussed. If you have not been performing well and not meeting quality expectations, you should be prepared to hear that and all of the potential action steps or consequences that may come from it should never be a surprise. Just as much as you've done great work throughout the entire year, you should never be surprised to be hearing that during your performance appraisal meeting either. It is just an opportunity to come to the table and revisit all of the things that you've done over the past year in a formal setting that will honor and adhere to the HR compliance that is set in place to annually review your performance. That sounded like really technical jargon there, didn't it? (laughs) But yeah, it's a compliance piece as well, okay? So if promoting, so if getting promoted is important to you, then let's honor that. And maybe the conversation doesn't get fully resolved in that moment, but it is a continuing conversation. I have coached many clients on setting the stage for having that conversation leading up to the appraisal meeting and after it. So it never feels like this huge cliff that happens where they ask the question, it's answered, and then it just drops off their radar. If you want to be promoted, it is a phenomenal opportunity to show up and have the intentional conversation, which is one of my six strategies, have the intentional conversation to get the information you need to make the decisions about your career. It's not about getting the information you want to hear. It is the information you need in order to figure out your next steps. Now, the last two things that I am going to share with you today are two of my favorite coaching One's not a question, but a coaching prompt, as well as a coaching question. I use them all the time, and I find them to be great ways to get my clients to open up. But truth be told, I found them to be great ways to get my team members to open up when I was managing, as well as great prompts to get my leadership to open up as well. So the first thing is three simple words. Tell me more. When someone gives you a piece of feedback or they give you information around your performance and your brain goes to a place where it is ping-ponging all over, right? It's good. It's bad. I don't know what they mean. What were they thinking? How could this be? I'm angry. I'm upset. I'm happy. I'm joyful. Whatever that is, you're going to take a breath 
you're going to pause and you're going to say, tell me more. The more information you get, the more clarity you have for a follow-up question, an action step, or to be more decisive about what you want to feel in that given moment. If you have not had chance to listen to my last conversation with Mary Jo Rathgeb, we talked a lot about people-pleasing in that episode. And there is a point in the episode, she shares how she was um, laid off from a job three times, but only lost her job once. It's a really, really cool story. But there's a point in there where she talks about going to a performance appraisal meeting and her boss tells her she's a doormat. Now you hear that, you can only imagine probably the emotions that run through one's head when you hear you're a doormat. So it was a great chance for Mary Jo to just pause and get some more clarity around what they meant by that. Sometimes we hear things in any meeting and we're not fully sure what they mean, but we react so quickly. We go from zero to 100 and we need to just slow that down a little bit. So if you need some time to process, you want a little more information, just say, tell me more and they will do that. In my coaching work, I use those three words because I want my clients to open up and tell me a little bit more. If I feel like they're holding back a little bit or there's another way for them to go and I want them to go a little bit deeper, tell me more. And then I can come in and ask them another question to help move them along with whatever goal we've set for that session. So tell me more, three great words to really help you. And you know what? If you don't want to do it in the workplace setting, try it with your friends, try it with your spouse, your loved ones. You're just having a conversation. Tell me more. Tell me more about that. They will open up, promise you. So let me know if that works for you. Okay, the last question. It is one of the most powerful questions you can ask. And it's one word. And it doesn't begin with a W. And... Now, as I was preparing for the webinar last week, I was putting together these tips and some questions and things, and and was on the list. Because as a coach, using the word and, again, just gets the client to open up and talk a little bit more. It's the same thing whenever we're having a conversation with somebody. When you have an employee, for the managers that are out there, when you have an employee or a direct report, and they are frustrated, angry, upset over something that happened, and they're in full emotion, and you look at them and you go, and they'll just keep going. You're going to get everything you need to help them. Because just by saying, and what that communicates is, I'm listening. It is such a powerful question. And, and they will tell you. Now, the funny thing is, as I was preparing for this, and I shared this in the webinar, but I, I 
uh, faithfully watch Good Morning America every morning. And they were talking about George Stephanopoulos's new masterclass about communication and interviewing. And he shares, he shared in this clip how he was interviewing President Biden over the withdrawal of troops from Afghanistan. And George felt as if there was a lot more to his response he wasn't saying. Um, the question had to be about getting everybody out safely. And so George just looks at him and goes, and? And President Biden opened up even more. So it is such a great question. And again, this is something you can use with your friends, your spouse, your loved ones. You can try this out. But as we start wrapping up here, the other thing that I really want you to think about we started off the podcast with this as well around your feelings going into these conversations. I also want you to be mindful and aware of your thoughts. If you're going into your performance appraisal or you're going into a check-in meeting with a team member, or you have to have the difficult, candid, courageous, critical conversation with somebody on your team, be clear and aware about what your thoughts are. These conversations are hard. They're awkward. They're uncomfortable. That's just a thought. Look, I'm a firm believer that nobody goes out in the world looking for conflict because conflict has its own shares of emotions with it. But I will tell you that throughout my career, as I have had to have more and more difficult conversations with people. It was my thoughts that allowed me to show up very differently to those conversations. Yes, there were parts where I would say, this one's going to be a tough one. This one's going to be difficult. But my other thoughts were, this is a necessary conversation to have. There's going to be a lot of emotion here. And we're just going to sit with that for a moment. I have had conversations with direct reports and colleagues and coworkers where there has been such emotion, be it anger or tears. And I have just held space and sat with them on that. Because when you plan for these conversations and your thoughts are clean and clear, you are prepared to handle whatever comes. Another question that came up after the webinar was, what do I do if my boss isn't on board with my plans for being promotion, promoted or there isn't a place for me to move on the org chart? And my answer to that one is this. My opinion, my advice here would be, you really need to evaluate how important that promotion is for you and whether that promotion is worth all of the time, effort, energy, and money for you to consider staying in that organization or leaving to go after that promotion. It's not uncommon. People leave organizations to get promoted and then they come back, as long as you leave on good terms, of course, right? But those are things to consider. 
if there's no place for you to move organizationally, you either have to find a way to be content where you are, find the challenge, find the growth opportunities. But if that promotion is really important to you and that title is important to you, you may need to look elsewhere. The last thing I'm going to share with you here is a personal pet peeve, and that has to do with buzzwords. Earlier in the episode, I talked with you about coming from a very evidence-based place when you are having a conversation around your performance. Be very careful about any buzzwords you use without defining them. I'm a team player. I'm a great communicator. I am passionate about what I do. I empower my team. All of those things are great, but if you're not defining them from a place of concrete evidence that is tangible for you to go back to, those buzzwords fall flat. Be careful about using them in your written appraisal as well as in your meeting. If you can't back them up, don't put them in there. Simple as that. Someone is going to read it. Someone is going to talk to you. Someone is going to evaluate you. Give them all the information they need to make sure that you get the most fair, accurate, and reasonable performance evaluation you possibly can. And if things come back and you don't like what the outcome, you don't like the raise, you don't like the fact you didn't get a bonus, you don't like that you're not getting promoted, that is an opportunity for you to decide whatever is next because it is your career. It is your professional development. And that is a powerful way for you all to show up. All right, my friends, if you want to go back and listen to that webinar, again, go visit johnnarrell.com forward slash webinar, or you can go to YouTube and search for it there on my channel, John Narrell Coaching LLC. Until next time, my friends, I wish you a great rest of the day. Stay safe, be well, and remember, We build our GPSs one mile or one step at a time, and how we show up matters. Make it a great rest of your day. If you enjoyed today's episode and don't want to miss another one, follow on Apple Podcasts or wherever you usually listen, and kindly remember to rate and review. Visit johnnarrell.com to download your free job search tracker and other free mid-career GPS resources right there on my homepage so you can start building your mid-career GPS. Come join my private Facebook group at Your Mid-Career GPS and join an amazing community of people like you who are all working to figure out whatever is next for themselves and their careers. And don't forget to connect with me on LinkedIn and follow me on social at John Narrow Coaching. I'll see you next time.